What is going on, hockey fans, and welcome back to your source for off-season hockey news and fantasy breakdowns. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, back for a Wednesday episode, and the big chips are starting to fall this summer. Alex DeBrinket, a Detroit Red Wing. What does it mean for the Ottawa Senators? What does it mean for the future of your fantasy squad? And we're going to continue our rewind on the Fantasy Draft 2022. Let's get right to it. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Happy hump day and welcome back inside the lab. That is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steel Roden. It's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, on this side of the microphone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day, even throughout the dog days of this offseason, Steel. There are big news and angles to cover, just like on today's episode. We missed out on Tuesday, but we're back in a big way today, baby. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Steel, I want to keep this bad boy tight because not only are we talking about Alex DeBrincat, we're going to continue the end of our fifth round draft from the previous draft in our listener league. And there are some big juicy names on the board. And there's a nice little segue here from one of the names the Ottawa Senators are now targeting. Jason Robertson, Chris Letang, and others. But let's start with DeBrincat. There's a lot of angles to cover on this trade, so I want to turn it right over to you. What's your main takeaway here for the winners and losers. I want to toss a trade grade out here. What's your takeaways from this deal? Well, I think it's a win-win for both sides. The Red Wings acquire Alex DeBrinket and the Senators acquire Dominique Kubelik, Donovan Sobrango, and a conditional first round and fourth round pick in the 2024 draft. So I think it's a win for both sides, obviously, because mm. they knew the Ottawa Senators knew they couldn't re-sign DeBrinket to a long-term deal. And they figured getting the most out of him from a trade would be the best solution out of uh, this situation that Debrinket has sort of put themselves in. So, you know, on the Detroit Red Wings side of things, Detroit lands a 25-year-old 40-goal scorer in his prime, uh, is from Farmington Hills, Michigan, less than 30-minute yeah. drive from Detroit. So this guy is from there. He, he wants to be there, and that seemed like it was the only destination that he was going to was the Detroit Red Wings. And True. I think this really does speak volumes to the fantasy value that the Detroit Red Wings now have. The top mm -hmm. line looks scary dangerous. Larkin, mm -hmm. Debrinket, and Lucas Raymond. I know there's some things to Lucas Raymond games that he still needs to work on, but so far at 22 years old, he looks great in just adding another goal, uh, you know, a goal-scoring variety on that top line creates another, another dynamic for the top six uh, forward group in Detroit. Mm -hmm. They still have $8.1 million in cap space. They signed JT Comfer. Daniel Sprong, we like Robbie Fabry when he's healthy. So they've got some good forward depth, They're really good forward depth up there. Um, I believe they're still missing something on the blue line. I do like mm. the addition of Shane Goshespierre, what he can bring to the second power play unit yeah. or even the first one maybe. I know how you feel about Justin Hall though. Yeah, exactly. I think they're still missing something on the on the you know on the blue line to really uh, solidify them defensively. I like James Reimer as a backup goaltender, and like I said, mm. I think everything so far that Steve Eiserman has done has really, really does speak volumes to the fantasy value on Detroit. And 
honestly, I could see five teams from the uh, from the Atlantic Division going to the playoffs next year. Well, there's a lot of different things that just popped up in my head as you were speaking. They're speaking very eloquently, by the way, because the name number one thing that I wanted to just spit back at you, the, the moves that they have made in that bottom six, I think are going to free up nicely even more that yeah. top line. I like the JT Comfort ad. Maybe this means a bounce back year from Andrew Kopp. We know maybe now with a decreased role for him, maybe he can have mm-hmm. a bounce back year. David Perron, solid veteran. You know that experience is there for those young guys, Raymond, Larkin, and Debrinkat to do their thing. Daniel Sprong, solid bottom six forward. Not talking about a ton of fantasy value here per se, Steele, but I think what yeah. it does is bump up the fantasy value of those top three guys that you mentioned right off the jump of your point. So that's number one. Number two. I think this was, yes, a salvage move for Pierre Dorian. He is in moving with no leverage situation. We knew Debrinkit wanted it wanted out. That's tough. No way, shape, or form I'm going to argue that he was not dealing from a position of weakness. But the fact that he dealt him in the division and still had to, I know it's just going to hurt this team down the stretch because they're going to see so much of Debrinkit. And I know his hands were tied. I just think that's a really tough thing. And, yes, they do kind of make the best of a bad situation, but Detroit wins this deal. I give them like an A or an A plus even. And I, I'm giving the Sens like maybe a C plus, maybe a B minus. They win the deal for sure. But lastly, I'll turn it back over to you because I want to break down the rest of this fifth round. There's some interesting mm-hmm. names on it. My pick was a little bit sketchy. We'll talk about that. What do you think this actually means in the division? Because I don't know if the Detroit Red Wings actually have enough. And lastly, Vili Husso, this is his cage. This team has gotten better. So I think his value goes up as well, Steele. Well, I think it's close. I, again, like I think the Detroit Red Wings, like we said with the Ottawa Senators last year, they're one, two pieces away. The mm-hmm. Ottawa Senators address their goaltending situation. They go out and sign Jonas Corposalo. Obviously, they didn't get the yep. most out of Cam Talbot and Anton Forsberg last year. Very very injured goaltenders last yeah, season. They were banged so up. They, Ottawa struggled with, with injuries last year, and something that needed to be addressed was the goaltending situation, and they did that this offseason. Detroit has addressed something they needed this offseason as well, and that's the goal score. They go out and get Alex to bring it, sure. they bring a veteran goaltender and James Reimer to yes. back up Billy Huso because, again, like you said, he's the number one guy mm-hmm. now. Again, I still think they're missing a few pieces. They've got $8.1 million in cap space to address those situations which i believe is on the blue line but for fantasy value wise again like i said the top six group in detroit does look pretty deadly right now and i do see a ton of talent in different in different situations for the detroit red wings lastly about the ottawa senators and it segues very nicely into the Uh, draft rewind that we'll do at the after this break because we're going to talk vladimir tarasenko here i think is it a bit of a downgrade sure if they do end up bringing in Vladimir Tarasenko, though, Steele, overall, fantasy-wise, you got to really like what that's going to do for that guy's numbers. Do I think it's an upgrade? No, I'm definitely going to bring that all day over yeah. Tarasenko if I want building the team moving forward. That's not a bold take. But for the fantasy-wise, I'm going to keep my eye on Tarasenko because he might be able to do some special things. Because also, at the end of the day, we know if there's one thing that this Ottawa team can't afford to lose, can afford to lose, it's offensive punch because they have a ton of it still. Yeah, and I'm excited to dive into Tarasenko and where we expect him to land fantasy-wise uh, if he does sign with the Ottawa Centers. But for mm-hmm. grade-wise, for the Detroit Red Wings, I'd probably give them an A and A-plus for landing Alex to break it. For the yes. Ottawa Centers, I'd probably give them a B uh, okay. with the return they got. You know, two two 
uh, two different picks in the 2024 draft. They get Dominique Kubalik, who put up 45 points in 81 games last year. He mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, a decent, a decent pickup uh, every every now and again throughout the fantasy year. And I, again, it's been a long time coming for True. the Ottawa Senators. They've been able to sign guys to great long term long term contracts under eight and a half million dollars. You know, again, like they've got five point three, five point four million. So again, like they can go out and sign Tarasenko. I know they've been talking to his camp, so they've got some space right now. Yeah, I could go out and uh, address those needs. And again, fantasy wise, if they're able to go and get Tarasenko, that just adds another another variety in the offensive group, which is already deadly. Or, uh, looking at it right now and it definitely makes this trade look a lot better from their perspective if that frees up the money that they're able to then do that and at the end of the day the other thing too you know they get the the turn you know the label prospect is on this sabrango kid he was an outside of a top 10 asset for the detroit red wings on the blue line the detroit red wings are not exactly loaded with young talent on the blue line steel so if he's projected as an outside 10 prospect I think prospect might be a bit of a loose term for a guy who played a lot of time in the ECHL last year as well. So I don't know how much he's really going to affect anything for this Ottawa Senators system. But at the end of the day, the time will tell, my friends. After the break, we're going to continue our Fantasy Draft 2022 rewind from our listener league. Speaking of which, Steele, our listener league coming up this year for this year's season it's going to be bigger and better than ever. And I'm coming for you this year, Steel, because I got a lot of respect to make up after I kind of put sullied my name a little bit with my poor performance anyway. My friends, today's episode is brought to you by our number one summer swag folks from Bird Dogs. Steel is absolutely loving the swag. He's got a couple extra orders coming in. He's got the shirts. He's got the shorts. I actually gave them to my father-in-law, Steel. He's wearing them on the course every single week, and the big guy is looking good. So make sure you're checking out the stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. Trust me, fellas, you want to be checking out bird dog shorts. They're doing the exact same things as Lulu's for the ladies, but for the boys, they fit way better. They fix the issue of inventing the cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches to give you that slimmer fit. So you got to be heading over to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. Enter promo code locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or promo code locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You want to take your bird dogs off ever. We promise you. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. Make sure you hit that subscribe, hit the follow button on your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate all that love and support. And thank you so much for tuning in all summer long to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with your boy Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, continuing the 2022 Draft Rewind. Yes, sir. In the fifth round, starting, or I guess not starting, but in the middle right now. Yeah, starting starting today. Starting today with Vladimir (laughs) Tarasenko, 54th overall pick in the fifth round. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw it over to you because this is a guy, again, we were just talking about him, maybe – uh, it's rumored that he could be signing with the mm-hmm. Ottawa Senators. That seems to be the most uh, likely situation right now after the Debrinket trade. They've been talking to each other with each other's camps and everything. So I'll, I'll throw it over to you. Where do you think Tarasenko lands next season's draft? 
Yeah, for in terms of like where it was for this, I think it was still a bit too early to take Tarasenko, in my opinion, even though you know I love a lot about his game and he's earned a respect yeah. as just one of the true OG snipers of the last decade or so, especially in the Russian realm. But he's fading a little bit, Steele. The step's mm-hmm. losing it a bit. The hands are still money. And I think he definitely still brings some value, but I'm talking at the more back end of the draft. So I'm looking, you know, he was here in the middle of the fifth. I'm saying you have to wait till maybe the 8th, ninth, 10th, even later for Tarasenko. Depending on the format, I just don't see it for him as much this year. But again, if he starts playing top power play minutes in Ottawa and he starts going off with the likes of Giroux, Norris, obviously Timmy Stutz and others, that's a whole other caveat. But I think his value has got to be in terms of this draft. He's got to be falling down the board this year. That is, and I couldn't agree with you more, actually, on this. I I, I like this player a lot. I I think, as well, the fifth round is too high. I actually drafted him in my Keeper Dynasty Fantasy League in the seventh round, and looking back at it now, I still think that's a little bit too high. So I'm I'm agreeing with you there. I think eighth, uh, you know, mid to late eighth round, early ninth round is exactly where Vladimir Tarasenko should fall. Coming off 50-point, mm-hmm. 69-game season, 170 shots, 36 blocks, 75 hits. I, you know, there's still fantasy value to be had. I, I think 65 points is still in reach from, from the, uh, for this guy. Uh, like you said, his hands are still money. If he signs with Ottawa, he's playing with a yeah. ton of talent up there, uh, both yep. on the blue line and on the forward, on the forward group, obviously. So mm-hmm. depending on where he signs, I think that's exactly where Vladimir Tarasenko falls, somewhere in the eighth or ninth round. Moving forward to your draft pick, though, Patrick mm-hmm. Line, 53rd yeah. overall uh, in our fantasy hockey draft. Probably yep. the most unluckiest skilled player in the <laughs> NHL right now. Like this guy gets yeah. more two to three, you know, two to three week injury diagnoses than anybody I've ever seen in the NHL. Triceps, yep. ankle, mm-hmm. elbow, oblique, oh, yeah. wrist. Oh, the yeah. list just goes on. But the crazy thing is when he's playing, he's practically a point per game player. He had 52 yeah, points in just 55 say that. this year. 56 and uh, 56 points in 56 games the year prior to that is 80 at 71.5. I, I think the seventh or eighth round again for Patrick Line is more deserving. So yeah, 50, yeah. 52 is 53 was obviously uh, a little bit high, but that's only because of the injuries. If there's no injuries, he might even get drafted higher. I was drinking the Kool-Aid and I, you know, I really do love Boone Jenner and Johnny Goudreau say what you will about him overall. <laughs> terms of what he brings to the all around game and the quality to the success of the Columbus Blue Jackets he puts up points and you need sometimes some guys in your lineup to balance out offensively and Boone Jenner was also hurt Johnny Goudreau had some growing pains still I believe finished with 70 plus points uh, without looking that up but anyway I was drinking the Kool-Aid a bit on that line and it just was not able to stay together because when they were they actually put up points with the best of them in terms of top lines in the NHL now, you mentioned the injuries, and I'm going to move on from line A very quickly. That's it with this player now because we know he can get it done when he's in the lineup. So you have to be maybe even more wary, Steele. I reached for sure. I think where you mentioned is much more reasonable, 7th, 8th round, or maybe even later because of that injury factor. But for me, he's still a very draftable player. He is. Very. You know what will happen. He'll stay healthy for like four months and put up 60 points and you'll be cheesed that you didn't draft him. He's just that good offensively. And that trio is very good together. 
It is very good together. Same as this next trio and this next oh. player, Jason Robertson falls in at oh. 52nd overall in our fantasy hockey draft. Obviously, yeah. it's the same round as Tage Thompson. It's the same sort of story. Both of these players and Jason Robertson, including, will most likely be going in the second round of the fantasy hockey draft. I don't think they're quite there in the first round. There's still a few better players above them. I actually traded Nathan McKinnon for Jason Robertson and a first round pick this past season. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I thought, you know, at the time it was a good trade because McKinnon was injured. I still think it's a good trade about where this kid's heading and Robertson, Heiskanen and Ottinger. They are the future of the Dallas Stars. I think you could throw uh, Rupe hints in there as well, but those three are really the one, two, three combo that gets Dallas going every single game. Robertson Uh gets better and better every single year, 109 points in his third season in the NHL. Like I said, early second round draft pick. Most definitely. And I think even for our draft this year, the fifth round was too late. You know, and we we're a victim, you know, I, I could have taken him and I oh, actually I couldn't have. But anyway, but you know what I'm saying? We were victims of even maybe letting him slide ourselves after an 80 point. Was it 80 points? I thought I saw 80, 79 points the season before. Yeah. And now he puts up almost 110 piece. And I wanted to also throw this out there in terms of maybe don't sleep on the players on this list. He was the 13th overall in heart voting the year before when he did score the 79 points deal. And this is what I mean by don't overlook it. I look back at some of these heart trophy lists. Maybe just don't miss the first 13 to 14 players on this list because the heart trophy that year, Matthews, McDavid, Shesterkin, Goudreau, Josie, Kaprizov, Makar, Dreisaitl, Ovi, Barkov, Robertson, and Matthew Kachuk. So maybe just go to that list. Pretty good list. If there's any players, <laughs> yeah, if there's any players still on that list, jump on them right away. And take him. I'm not, I'm just throwing out a little bit of a funny caveat because I saw that. But at the end of the day, Jason Robertson, absolute stud. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the trio, and I'd also put Wyatt Johnson in the mix for that young future as well. Bang. Might be a couple years away from that to get to Jason Robertson level. I'm, but I'm I hyped for he, that kid. He, yeah, I am hyped as well. He had a great playoff run. And it's it, it, to me, it's very funny that Jason Robertson and Tage Thompson fall in the same same round of our fantasy hockey draft and they're both mm. skyrocketing up into the second round mm. for next year's fantasy hockey league most yep. likely the adp will probably be uh the first pick in the second round uh for both those two Depending guys on how very the draft is still maybe like 12 or 14 man draft they might be going first round possibly so yeah if it's, if it's a big fantasy hockey league yeah. 14 15 deep team yeah. i could see them going Good. in the first yep. round as well we are going to be moving forward we got a couple of defensemen up next chris letang alex petrangelo and then finishing off with your boy sebastian aho from the carolina hurricanes all three players coming up next but this episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. with the 2023 summer in full swing now is the time to take your first swing at betting mlb on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to 200 that's right just 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under and who you think is going to hit the first home run of the game. All on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. 
to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Please Mm -hmm. hammer that subscribe, hammer that follow button. We appreciate all the love and support you show us every single morning, 7 o'clock, Monday through Fridays, when you can find all of our episodes all summer long, continuing the conversation of your fantasy draft rewind of 2022, what you can expect from these players in 2023-2024 season. Next up, from the Pittsburgh Penguins, Chris Letang, mm-hmm. 51st overall flip. I'll yes, throw sir. it over to you because this guy is just an ageless wonder at this point in the NHL. Uh, just one of those players, steal that you almost want to root for, even if he's a, uh, yeah. on a team that your favorite team is playing against. You know, he had the personal, the health issues. He's, mm-hmm. you know, dealt with a lot of on and off ice issues and still just really put up basically Norris level seasons year in and year out. He's been very close a number of times. Sixth in 2011, ninth yeah. in Norris voting a year later, third a year later, eighth, fourth, sixth, ninth, and seventh. This guy is always in the top 10. He's very consistent. And I'm actually not ready to write off his fantasy value just yet either, Steele. He just proves to be such a gamer. And I know he's 35, and I know there's a lot of mileage on this guy after 17 years in the NHL, especially because of the six. Yeah. Oh, man, you know me with the birthdays. Thank (laughs) you for checking me on that. But 17 years in the NHL and also a lot of success for this Pittsburgh Penguins team and a lot of deep cup runs. That's a lot of ice time on this body. But I'm thinking I'm liking uh, taking a risk on Chris Letang is maybe like my last defenseman drafted even steal. Like I'm thinking maybe a ninth, 10th round, take a shot on Chrissy Letang because say what you will about the overall quality of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'll throw this take at you and leave it to you. I actually didn't even hate some of the moves that Kyle Dubas made. I think the team is better. Tristan Jari is a bona fide top 10 goalie in fantasy, in my opinion. And I think Nola Chari in the bottom mix now. Riley Smith on the wing. Another year with Jake Gensel and Sid. They can put up points. They had Lars Eller up the middle as well. This team got better. So I like that for the fantasy pieces, including Latang. We are very much on the same page today. I couldn't agree more with everything Boom. you just said. I don't Boom. think I don't think fifty first overall is too far off from where this player should land. It is too okay. high, but it's not far off. And yeah, again, obviously his obviously his age and his injuries play a factor into his value. He's played a heavy game his entire career and continues to do so up until now. Averages twenty five minutes every single season for the last thirteen years. This yeah. past year, 64 games, had 41 points, but he's still – the peripheral stats are incredible. 161 shots, 108 blocks, 162 hits. And, again, yeah, that's just amazing. sensational for a 36-year-old defenseman who has suffered multiple strokes in his so life. Much so. So, so much uh, so. Hats incredible story. Yeah. yeah, incredible story, the battle that this player has had to go through. I actually, again, with Vladimir Tarasenko, this is another player that I drafted – in my other fantasy league. I drafted him mm-hmm. in the sixth round. Again, a little bit high. I, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think ninth, tenth round is exactly where Chris Latang should be falling right now. Love that. And honestly, speaking of dealing with off-ice hardships, Alex Petrangelo, the next guy in this yep. draft rewind steal, dealing with some himself. And uh, just 
I'm going to say, that, of course, with the cup, but even before the cup, the best season Petrangelo has ever had. And a career high tying 54 points, 11 goals, 43 assists. And of course, the peripherals, 177 block shots, 65 hits, chips in with the 16 pims, which is actually low for him, considering how nasty of a game we know he <laughs> likes to play. I'm still going to say that that fifth round, it seems high to draft a guy yeah. like Petrangelo, but it actually panned out for banger fourth line bangers because of how good of a year Petrangelo did end up having steel. Uh, yeah, he did have a very good season. Yeah, like, like still too said, high. Best, best season as well. I think he falls right there with Chris Letang, actually, in the same category. Yep. I think 50th Nine, overall 10. is too high, yep. uh, but not far off from where, from where I believe his fantasy value is. Like you said, 54 points in 73, uh, 73 games. He has those peripheral stats, uh, exactly the same sort of uh, stats like Chris Letang has. They also finished very similar at the end of the season in fantasy points. So again, ninth, 10th round is exactly where I think both Chris Letang and Alex Petrangelo should be falling. Mm, yeah. And depending on the league, that's going to fluctuate. We, you know, yeah, we're, exactly, obviously yeah. talk, we're talking about referencing our league, the number of GMs. So all of these, uh, you know, estimates, guesstimates, predictions are going to fluctuate by a couple of rounds or two, at least depending on the format of your league. So just always keep that in mind. And especially here with these, both of these D-men, depending on how many you're able to take and depending on how many squads are out there, you might have to bump their value up a little bit, actually, mm -hmm. Steel, considering that they are going to bring such good peripherals. And you're maybe you're only allowed to add, you know, a few D-men and there's a ton of people in your draft. You're going to have to probably slide those two up a little bit, but be careful. And also, speaking of be careful, being careful, I think what happened to Sebastian Ajo last year and maybe a little bit of a down produce, you know, in terms of his points, you better be careful on not thinking that might happen again. Cause I think he's still one of the best young pieces out there. Steel. I really like Sebastian Ajo a lot. He is good. And you know, I was contemplating, I was going back and forth. I was like, was he taken too low? Was he taken too high? Cause I was trying to figure out if 49th overall was a good spot or if someone reached, if they, you know, let him fade a little bit. Yeah. What you I take? think, I think third round is more fitting for Sebastian Ajo. I think it's very close. Again, like you said, the, the year prior, he had 81 points in 79 games. Yeah. Um, again, I think it was a very different season for Carolina, trying to figure out if they were still a fantastic team, a fantastic team, but trying to figure mm -hmm. out things differently offensively. Um, again, yeah, the points yep. were completely off but 67 no. which is a little bit of a down still year, a, a good year i just i have high yeah. expectations exactly high expectations and you know 25 years old gonna be 26 uh you know at the end of july so he's getting right into his prime now he's on a very Agreed. good team yeah i think third round i think third round is more fitting for sebastian aho maybe he goes a little bit higher than the than the fifth round mm. Mm. sorry it's my bad i was like are you still going there my bad i'm when i thought about this too because at the end of the day, I wanted to say this, looking at his shot totals from last year, 218 shots, 221 shots the year before. Mm -hmm. I got to say, shoot that biscuit, baby. He's got to shoot the puck way more. He's got an underrated release and a really sneaky good shot. He's got a good hockey IQ, and I really, really like his game. And obviously, he's also, I think, fallen victim to some big injuries at major points to the season. Am I copping out a bit for a player that's got to be the guy now in Carolina at 26? 20, holy steel, you know me with the birthdays. 20, 26, five yeah. years old currently, 26 coming up. 
he's got to take that load too much, right? He's had to shoulder maybe too much offensive pressure. So yeah. let's see what a healthy year of Carolina forwards means. Maybe they're not done tinkering. I expect a big bounce back year from Ajo is what I'm making my really long explanation long. 520 career NHL game steal, 468 points in the regular season. And I just wanted to bring up his playoff numbers because I know he's been a stud. 58 points in 62 career games, also getting it done in the postseason. He is a, a very strong four and very strong fantasy hockey player for any fantasy hockey team out there. So, yeah, I think third mm-hmm. round is more fitting. I think he fell a little third or bit. Fourth. Uh, I think third or fourth opinion. is more fitting for Sebastian Ajo. There are a few players out there, you know, that will get above him, but has a ton of fantasy hockey value, like the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll have to continue this conversation for next episode's Thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, making it your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find all of our episodes. And thank you again so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your summer bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.